I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. I'm Matchmaker Maria, and this is a hotline episode. This is where people watch live, where they get to ask questions, and I and a special guest answer those questions. Uh, This week's special guest is online dating manager, Erica Etten. Welcome, Erica, to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Thank you. I do feel very special. So thank you for having me. I don't know why I'm singing. I don't know, but I like it. (laughs) It's January 2nd when we're recording this. It's the day after New Year's. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband all day thought it was Tuesday. You know, it feels like Tuesday. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) It's the Tuesdayest, most Monday ever. Yes, that exactly. I was just happy uh, Jeopardy was on. So it didn't really matter what day it was. Was it a new episode? Yep. Wow. Was SNL new on New Year's Eve? I was so confused. That I don't know. Uh, It doesn't matter. Um, Any, any, uh, anything spectacular happened to you on New Year's weekend? I got to tell you, I've been having so much fun. So I, I haven't told people broadly, but you know, I recently moved to Brooklyn and I've been on sort of a Broadway show binge. So every Saturday for like the next three months, I have a ticket, one ticket for me for a date with myself to a matinee. And I have been having so much fun. So over the long weekend, I saw Into the Woods and and Juliet. Both were great. That's awesome. What what um where are you buying your tickets from? Today ticks. Okay. I know they have have a prices. No, honestly, I know they have a big fee, but it's the cost of convenience because I I could go to the theater, but it's so much easier when I'm laying in bed. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you like to watch musicals or do you like plays? Musicals. Yeah, probably 90% musical, 10% plays, though. I did see Take Me Out twice. Uh, (laughs) um, Do you... um... When you go to musicals, um, do you listen to the soundtrack before you go? I generally don't. And one day when we have more time, I'll tell you my story about seeing Hamilton in 2016. And it was this crazy story of how well, I why ended you just up- tell me the story. Why okay, fine. I'll just tell you the story. Fine. So when Hamilton first came out before it won the Tony, it was 20, well, it came out in 2015. I was like, I really have to see this. And at the time I was in DC. So I took myself on a Saturday night date. And I, I took the train and did the whole thing. And I bought myself one ticket last row for Saturday Night Hamilton in April of 2016. Anyway, I get there 10 minutes before and there's a big police officer outside being like, no one enters the theater. And we're like, what? We all have tickets. So it turns out there's a, a bomb threat at the Church of Scientology across the street from the theater. So most people were already inside, but the rest of us weren't. So they kept pushing us further and further away. We were told they would hold the show for us. They didn't. So I saw half the show. And because I hadn't listened to the soundtrack, I had to ask the girl at intermission next to me, like, 
who's Washington? Who's Hamilton? (laughs) I didn't prepare. And so I reached out to the theater and I'm like, hello, look, paid a lot of money for this ticket. I kind of want to see the whole show. And I didn't think anyone would get back to me. But lo and behold, three days later, they did. They gave me another ticket, a way better ticket than my original one. And they put me in the first row mezzanine. So I felt like I won New York that day. You did. You absolutely did. So I saw it one and a half times. Of course, I loved Hamilton. I I got lucky enough to see the original cast. So I I'm so happy. I have never watched Hamilton and I don't even know the soundtrack either. That's right. It's on Disney Plus. You watch it if you feel like I don't want to. I want to see it. I want to see it in person. And I don't want to hear the soundtrack. I don't know. It's it's very complicated. So I have discovered about myself a few years ago that I don't really like musicals. I thought I did. I went to many. We I really like Book of Mormon. Yeah. For what it's worth. Um, but I, I went to a musical, uh, I think in like 2018. And uh, it was really great tickets, like mm-hmm. fifth row, center, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Right. Um. And I was just like, when is this going to be like a song in? I was like, this needs to be over now. Maybe it was just just like dating. Maybe it was just the wrong musical for you. <laughs> and but you, you know what? It, it made me realize that I've with the exception of Book of Mormon, it made uh-huh. me realize that I've always felt like that anytime I've gone to a musical. When I go to the ballet, I don't have that. Oh God, I, in my pants experience. I do. I fall asleep <laughs> at the ballet, but I love the ballet. I That's funny, but I'm a singer. So I appreciate musical theater because right. I, I sing it. I love it. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, yeah. It was, it was, uh, when I made that realization, I was like, oh, I just like plays. I like going to plays. I don't know if I like musicals. You know, I think it's interesting. And I think this will be helpful to everyone listening too. Um, I read, I can't say it was my favorite book or anything, but years ago, I read The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. And one of her takeaways was just because you're, quote, supposed to like something doesn't mean you have to. And it was kind of nice because it made me give myself permission not to like certain things. Like when I travel, I'll pop in a museum. But if we're being totally honest, I don't love lingering at museums. I like the gift shop more. I feel like you've told me this. Yeah. And I finally gave myself permission. Like, it's okay. You don't like museums, Erica. And that's fine. See, I, I love museums and, and I love gift shops. (laughs) Um, and sometimes I like to go to the gift shop first, take a glance around, then go to the museum and then go back to the gift shop to shop. I love it. I think and that some of my great. some of my most favorite jewelry comes from art museums. I think that's great. I had a watch once from somewhere I loved. But but no, I think that comes with dating that comes with anything in life. Like there are certain things you're never going to like. And no matter how hard we try, it's OK if we don't stay, stay true to yourself. Um, and one, and I I've learned that my husband also does not like musicals. So, uh, when I did see book of Mormon, he did not come. Mm-hmm. Um, and not because he didn't want to go book of Mormon. The ticket wasn't for him. It was for me and my mom. But uh, I was like, do you want to come? Like, you want me to get you an extra ticket? And he's like, no, I'm good. And then I was like, do you not like musicals? Too? Like, is this something we have in common like that we've never talked secret. about? It was. And then we were like, kind of, cause we were living in New York at the time. And I was like, it's kind of taboo to like, yeah, but look, look at me. I'm whispering. It's not for everyone. I will say, I mean, the reason I go alone to all of them is because yeah. I know how much I love it and I don't 
want to feel responsible for someone else's entertainment if they're not as into it as I am, because I'm going to just unabashedly like sing a lot, not sing in the theater, don't worry. But like, you know what I mean? I get so I love that. I mean, I love going to, excuse me. I love going to the movie theater alone. I love like doing things like, oh, no, no, I'm signing me up. You get not only that, like you could just just chill with your own. I don't know. It's, it's fun. Uh, you know, this is making me think I I'm so appreciative that we're talking about this. Cause you know, to someone listening, it might sound nonsensical, but no, it's a conversation you need to have with yourself of like, what do you like? Because exactly. for a lot of people today and yesterday, cause we're recording this the day after new year's, the day after dating Sunday, Ooh. uh, which is the busiest day in online dating world. And there's a lot of new daters joining online dating sites in the next, you know, 28 days. Um, this is something that you have to ask yourself. It's like, what do you like? Because I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're certainly a bigger expert on this than I am. But I think when you look at those questions in online dating, it should be less about who you're looking for and more about who you are. So that self-selection happens. 100%. And it's funny to me how often I'll talk to one of our clients and I'll ask them what they're into. And then they'll say, but don't put that in the profile. I like bird watching, but don't put it in the profile. Oh, I like playing Scrabble, but don't put it in the profile. That's the best stuff to put in the profile. The stuff that makes you, you is the stuff we want. And if somebody looks at your profile and says, ugh, bird watching, ugh, Scrabble, good. They have selected themselves out. And so own those things that make you really happy. And if you don't like something, you don't put it in the profile because you think you're going to attract someone with it. Because the reality of it is we don't know who's attracted to what. Like people say to me all the time, well, I want to write in such a way that attracts X, Y, and Z. And I'll say, we don't know what X, Y, and Z wants. Might as well be you. Yeah. It's so funny you just mentioned bird watching because I don't know if you saw the news what's happening out in California. Did you hear the news about the owl today? I did not. Okay. So there's like this incredibly rare owl. I think it's like a snow owl out of the Arctic. And for whatever reason today, it was on the roof of someone's home in LA. (laughs) Someone probably had like an an illegal owl in their attic and it's escaped. I don't know. Um, But the news of that um, suddenly like 200 people descended onto this dead end street to take photos of this incredibly rare owl. And of course, you know, being a matchmaker, my immediate thought was like, wow. Like if I were a single woman, who likes to bird watch? This is the place because the ratios were 50 50. Like, I was looking at, oh, you know, the audience I that. there. I was like, this is where you find the man. Like, if you're a bird watcher, here are your people. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. Last thing before we get to people's questions the snowy owl in fourth grade, I had to do a project on the snowy owl and I fell asleep while I was writing my report. And my sure. mom didn't want to wake me. So she made the cover of the report for me and she like glued. Uh, like cotton balls on it and like made this Aww. beautiful. Yeah. But then, so I submitted it, whatever. And the teacher liked the cover so much. She hung it up outside the classroom. And every time I looked at it, I was so embarrassed. Did you tell your mom? Of course. Was your mom proud of herself? She had to be. Felt a little, you know, like, oh my God, we can't tell anyone. And now I've just outed both of us. So I can't wait for my children to get old enough where we get to make dioramas because that was that to me, my mom still has a few in the attic. Well, yeah. And you can save money on one um, styrofoam ball because Pluto is no longer a planet. So that's true. That is true. <laughs> um, that is true. And in fact, I, I don't know. It's funny that you just mentioned like what's not now, because I was trying to explain to my son today that like, we did not have YouTube when we were kids. Nope. 
And he's like, well, what about like your iPad? Like, can you just go oh to God. Google? You know, whatever. And I was like, no, honey, we didn't have phones. <laughs> no, I remember. We didn't have GPS. No, I still remember. I mean, this is actually a dating story. When I was in high school, there were no cell phones. There was no, mm-hmm. none of this. And I remember I went to dinner with my parents at a Mexican restaurant and the waiter was really cute. Mm. And after we, I was too shy at the time to like say anything. So when we got home, I pulled out the yellow pages and I still remember taking the, the phone book into the bathroom, you know, shutting the toilet lid, putting the phone book on it, hovering over it, and then taking um, the cordless phone into the bathroom and hoping no one would pick up at the same time. Cause you know, phones you pick up and you're, you're on the phone. And I called the restaurant and oh I said, God. um, excuse me. I was just in there and I was dying my hair blonde at the time. I'm like, I'm a blonde girl who whatever, whatever. And I said, I'm looking for the very handsome waiter. And the guy who answered goes, yeah, that's me. And I went out with him. I love this. I didn't story. tell my parents for years. I was just like, oh, I don't know. He asked for my number when I went to the. No, he didn't. I was ballsy. I took the phone booth and I the phone booth, the phone you know, book and I did it. You know, as a teenager, the love affair I had with the yellow pages, I'm I'm honestly surprised I have not been murdered. Like I got myself into such shady shit. Like I once flew to L.A. I was a senior in high school. I went for a week like spring break. I was like, okay, I'm, I, I, I want, I told my parents, I think like, I want a ticket (laughs) on the radio and I was 18. So my parents, I don't know. I had good grades. My parents were like, okay, bye. Like they didn't ask any questions, which is so atypical for Greek parents Uh, and Um, and Jewish parents. I mean, I, I had a date pick me up once and I told them I was going out with my friend Alyssa. And then they're like, um, Erica, we see a large hairy arm out the window. (laughs) I don't think that's Alyssa. I'm like, okay, you're right. No, I, yeah, I constantly wonder how I'm, I'm wondering if I'm living in a simulation, like this is really a dream and I'm actually in a coma. Are you looking for a new dating experience that will finally take you off the apps? Our sponsor first rounds on me is a new dating app for people who want to cut out the small talk and actually meet for a date in person. Here's how it works. You swipe through people's profiles. And if you see someone you're interested in, you send them a date invite directly. You choose a drink, a location, a time, and then you hit send. The person will receive the date invite in their inbox, and they can accept the date, reject it, or suggest a new drink, a new location, or a new time. If they accept, your date is scheduled. Now here's the twist. You can only chat on the app six hours before your date is scheduled to start. First Rounds on Me wants you to get out there, meet face-to-face, and make a real connection in person. You can only schedule one date per day and only up to a week in advance. So if you're tired of small talk and pen pals and playing games, First Rounds on Me is for you. First Rounds on Me is available on Android and iOS. Head over to firstroundsonme.co or you can go to the App Store and type in First Rounds on Me. And of course, there's going to be a link in the show description. Happy dating. Let's get to some dating questions. Let's do it. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hi, um, my question is, how many dates do you give it if you're just not feeling it? Um, because, you know, attraction can grow and the more you get to know someone's personality, um, I feel like the more like attracted you come to somebody. But if you're just not feeling it, how much time do you give to like allow yourself to see, to gauge that? Walk us through like why you're at, like, is something happening right now? Um, I just feel like I don't want to be superficial, but by when I, my first impression of him physically just was not like eye-catching and I'm not trying to be superficial. So I'm like, well, maybe like as I get to know his personality, like that will grow when I get to know him more. 
how many dates, how did you meet and how many dates have you been on so far? Um, we met on an app and, um, the first day was an escape room, which we got along well. And that was fun. And our next day is Wednesday and we're going to a park. Okay. Um, did he not look like the photos from the online dating app? Um, he just was the shorter than I expected. And I never dated anyone as small in size. And so it's something you, like I said, I'm trying not to be superficial and like give him a chance to his personality, but it threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting it. I don't think you're being superficial. I think it's normal to want physical attraction. And I think that that is a part of compatibility. You should be attracted to who you're going out with, but you're right. I think you did, um, hit a, in your question, your first question, I think you did hit, um, something where it's like, you know, does it grow? And I think it, it can grow. Uh, Erica, what do you think? I was just going to answer pretty simply two or three dates. Right. I'm glad you're going on a second date just to see you're never misleading someone. You're never doing anything good or bad by going on a second date. So I'm really glad you're giving it a shot. Uh, I will say the height thing, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of thoughts about that. If that's the only thing that you feel not attracted to, um, I would think about the why, like why is height important? And I understand that it's important for a lot of people, but I always ask clients to think about the why is it because I love when Maria, when you say, you know, what do you need protection from identity theft? That's my favorite thing you say, right. because it's true. Um, so anyway, I would give it two or three. And if ultimately you're just not attracted to this person, you, you don't have to force yourself. Yeah. You gave it a, yeah, you gave it a real chance. I highly agree with the two or three dates. I'd give it three dates. If I'm being honest, like if I'm, if all, all else being equal, like I'm having a good time and I'm still curious about them, then I would mm-hmm. give it three dates and see if it'll grow. Um, it's really hard for men to hear that advice. Unfortunately, I think with women, it's just women tend to, I- I'm saying this from the experience of having set up thousands of dates that women are there's definitely growth for women here where like the attraction can grow. And so that's why I'm saying this to you. Like if you're dating a man and you're not that attracted, but everything else is great, give it a couple of dates, see what happens. And also, you know, to go back to the height thing for a second, like Erica, I completely understand what you're saying. What I want you to ask yourself is, am I not attracted to him his physical physique because he doesn't resemble other people I've dated in the past? Or I'm just not attracted to him because I think sometimes people are not, they say like, they'll say, oh, he's not my type. And it's like, because I've dated this other type this whole time. And I'm so used to that. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I'm, I'm a victim to that. Right. Like I remember when I met my now husband, um, wasn't initially attracted to him. I know I've said that a few times on the pod. Um, but, uh, what I, what I mean by that though, is that I think the men that I dated before him, they all, you know ran marathons or, you know, did, you know, fitness was like a big part of their life. Not, not a part of mine at all. Um, but a big part of their lives. And so I guess I was used to like a different kind of physique, uh, or as my husband's a lab rat and, um, you know, that's suddenly it was like a whole new kind of person to get used to. And then I don't know, it took like, took about two or three days where I was like, oh yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm cool. So that's what I would tell you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your question. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? 
So my question is on dating cadence. So I matched with a guy in that like between Christmas and Thanksgiving window. So schedules were tough, but we spoke on the phone a couple of times and then we're able to have our first date, um, which I set up. I'm doing a good job of getting over setting up the first date, even though I don't like it, but just, it's good to get out there and just meet them if you're getting them off, just to get off the app. And so went out to dinner, had a nice time. He said he'd like to do it again. I said, I'd like to do it again. And so the date was on Thursday and he texts me the have a great day every day. And, but there's been no initiative to set up the second date. So he's mentioned it a couple times. I have tried to participate. Like, he's like, what do you think? I'd like to see you again. Great. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. What did you have in mind? And then it just goes back to have a great day. I've called him. We've spoken on the phone again, but, and he says, what do you think we should do? And I said, I'm looking forward to hearing your ideas. I don't think we should see a movie. So it just, I think I'm giving him feedback that I would like to see him again. Have you told him, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but have you told him straight out? Like, can you plan this date? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Okay. No, I can. I guess like, it's important to me that I'm not always the person driving and pushing things forward because I've been that person in the past and it's just gotten so one-sided. So I feel like I've given indications that we're like interested, but just nothing's happening. But I wrote down my answer. Great. (laughs) Erica, what do you think? Uh, I, I think it's, uh, pretty straightforward. So here's the thing in general. Um, and I think you said he, so in general, when you're dating men, they don't know what you want. And so the fact that you planned the first date makes mm-hmm. him think that you love planning. You love mm. it. He's leaving it to you because he thinks you love it. He has no idea. And so what I want you to say verbatim and write this down is text him and say, I'd love for you to take the lead on planning the second date. Tell me the where and the when and I'll be there. Exclamation point. That's I it. I love that answer. All right. I'm writing it down. Write it down while being nice. I don't think we can be any clearer than that other than do it, which we don't want to do. And also, um, it's great. Like even like, let's say it works out, right? Let's say they do plan the date on stuff. It's awesome to give that kind of encouragement to people to like, wow, this is an amazing date. Uh, the next one I can plan. Maybe the plan after that one, like you can, there is a way to share in that responsibility. Absolutely. But you have to also set them up for success. Like Erica said, like, you know, people cannot read what your expectations are. Exactly. Now, if you say that, if you say, I'd love for you to take the lead on planning the second date, either he does it or he doesn't. At that point, if he doesn't, then it sounds to me like he lacks initiative. But if he does, great. He follows your instructions. He appreciates that you said things explicitly and you go on your second date. I will send that text in the morning. You better report back. We'll yeah, do. I love that. Eric, I like your answer way more. I'm gonna have Thank you. Well, I write it down so I don't forget. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was really talking. good. That was really good. 
I love it. I love it when we set up people for success too. It's, you know, uh, yesterday I was walking in Walgreens. Can you believe that all the Valentine's Day shit is out already? Uh, I want to say no, but I do believe it. <laughs> Take, uh, you know, and someone, I put it on my Instagram and then someone else wrote to me that their local target has the Easter shit out. And Stop I'm like, it. Stop it. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm going to just give a, a six week advance notice to every single person who's listening, who might be dating someone or might be dating someone in February. If you want your person to get you flowers, if you want them to get you a gift, set them up for success and tell them your expectations. I would love to get a fresh bouquet of flowers delivered to my office. If you are thinking about getting me a Valentine's day gift, that is what I want. There ain't no shame. You know what? I'm telling you, every single person who wants to get you something, they would love to hear what you want. <laughs> Nobody wants to guess. Nobody wants to like F this up. You're so right. advance notice here. All right. Uh, let's go to our next question. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hi. So my question is, I struggle with ending a date after a drink when I know I'm not interested and I end up on three, four hour dates. And then I just feel like, well, okay, but it's also a waste of my time and my energy since that's precious. And sometimes I know when I first see them or a few minutes in. So how do I politely end a date after a drink if I know it's just not a match for me? Stop going on drink dates. That's my first. Uh, Erica, I'd love to hear your answer. I already wrote it down, so that's Let's, good. I love it. Look um, you. you can say when there's a natural breaking point, and we might feel differently. I think drink dates are just fine. Um, I should really get going. Thank you so much. It doesn't matter if you're going to your couch to watch The Crown. It doesn't matter if you're going to on another day. It doesn't matter where you're going. I should really get going. Thank you so much. A corollary to that is a lot of women often think, well, if I know I'm not going to see this person again, I should pay my half. Um, mm. I don't know how you feel, Maria, but I say no, because the payment should not be contingent on how the date went. So if this person asked you out, you can still say, I should really get going. Thank you so much. And they can still pay. And as long as you give a genuine thank you, do that in good conscience. But um, you don't have to come up with a million excuses. I'm tired. I this. I have an early meeting. It doesn't matter. You know, I should really get going. Thank you for a nice time. I love your answer, Erica. I, I do listen. I think drink dates can be really great, but I think you also have to have, I don't want to say the personality for them because anyone can have a drink date. Um, but I think if you are, if, if you are constantly struggling at getting away from the drink date, maybe that's not the right date format, right? That's what I always think about, like what what is in common here to mm -hmm. her question, right? So that's like, ooh, drink date, that's happening. Because to me, if I felt like I was struggling, then I would try to get myself on walking dates uh, where there's like a natural exit, you know, out like, well, you know, this was fun. Um, you know, I've got to get going. You know, it's the same thing, like Erica said, that it's the same script. Um, now that is a, you know, Erica, you just brought up a really great point. Should people, should if a woman wants to leave the date early, mm -hmm. should she offer to pay for her half? I mean, it's I not early to me. If, I mean, you still had a drink, right? So yeah, it's not early to me if it's a natural breaking point, unless you both drink really fast and it's 15 minutes. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I'm to me, part of me is like, if I feel disrespected or if I feel like, wow, this person's a piece of shit. Um, well, I would different. offer half. I'd be like, 
you know what? Let's split this. Like, I don't want to give him the pleasure of having taken me out. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. I, I don't think that was the situation, right? No, no, no. I'm just commenting on your comment. Yeah, I agree. If you want to get out of there quickly, throw down some money and leave. Yeah. If you feel unsafe, um, offended in some way, you know, I hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, it's not a bad idea to carry cash. But if it's just, you know, someone you don't want to see again, and that's very clear. uh, Right. I would just state that you need to leave. Before we go on to our last question, uh, I'd love to talk to you, Erica, a little bit more about, you know, what we should be doing Mm -hmm. if we are currently online dating. Mm hmm. Uh, to increase our opportunities for uh, fun dates? The best advice I could give is put in your profile what is a fun date to you. And so if you have in your profile, okay, since we're talking about drinking, let's do one example for drinking, looking for the best old-fashioned in the city, or I love speakeasies, okay? Or you can say, um, you know, I'm searching for the perfect, uh, the perfect latte or the perfect latte art. I don't know. Maybe somebody knows Ooh, a like place where they, I just made that up. Thank you. Uh, where I'm they sure write that down. Re- so you don't forget it. <laughs> right. Really beautiful flowers or something. Um, so if you put in your profile, the direction you want the date to go, the person who's asking you feels brilliant because they are, they think they're picking up on cues, but really you're brilliant because you put it in there. And so try that. So whatever the thing is that you really want to do, I really want to go to, you know, insert your city cool thing here. I really want to go to Little Island. I really want to go to see the Empire State Building at night. I really want to go to whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Just put that in the profile. Um, I like the idea because one thing that I constantly see in reviews of online dating profiles is like how much people hate like everyone puts in like looking for the best old fashioned or looking for the best, uh, you know, bloody Mary or whatever. Right. But I do love, uh, what you said about like speakeasies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, if you give the date idea, cause then it's just like, it, it looks original. Yeah. And it's more specific. Right. So it's like looking for interesting speakeasies or looking mm-hmm. for fun galleries with free wine and cheese nights. Yeah. There's, there's tons of things to do. I had a client who said, I love underground jazz bars. She had so many dates at new places she would have never discovered. That is amazing. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I think that is, um, what would you put? What, what kind of date idea would you put? Well, the speakeasy was, was me. Yeah. <laughs> I love a dark bar where the entrance is where you don't know that it's a thing. And right. I, I will say anytime I've personally done the dating sites, I've put something like that and I've gone to really interesting places and, and it's a great way to get to know where you live too. And in, in a way you might not otherwise do that. Totally. I love the idea of speakeasies. Those are my favorite dates in New York. Well, then um, you and I should go on a date. We should go on a date. Another, and I think another one idea, but then it's like, Oh, do you want to risk that on a first date is like, uh, so to me it would be like, um, I don't want to say ethnic food. Cause that could be anything. I like spicy food. Okay. So like, let's go get some spice. And you know what? That is a deal breaker. I would need to be with someone who can handle spice. I don't. Okay. That's very funny. I'm just picturing like your profile would be four of those pepper emojis. Yes. <laughs> that's how I would start your profile. 
I can't, I can't stand my mom. Every time I put remotely a little bit of pepper in something, she's just That's like, there's so pepper in here. I'm like, relax. Just serve her a glass of milk with dinner and it'll be fine. <laughs> I can't give her milk. She'll die. Oh, uh, well, okay. Then don't, don't do that. Okay. I just don't put any cumin or pepper in anything anymore. And I'm like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, what it is we, we make her her own little pot of food. Uh-huh. That doesn't, and then our food, forget it. We've got like, my husband's currently pickling a shit ton of jalapenos for his next, uh, his next salsa. Anyway, um, what else, uh, what, I, one of the things that I thought about in yesterday in thinking about, um, um, things that people should do is I feel like every single person needs to update their first two photos on their online dating profile. Oh Yeah. I agree, especially if you took some good ones at New Year's. I mean, you can't get more recent than that. Totally. Right? So or those absolutely. 2023 glasses. <laughs> Although it's hard to see your face in those glasses. No, no. Put it like on the top of your head. Like, yeah, that's perfect. If and you, then no if one you has don't to... have a photo from that, go get them and like take photos of yourself. Uh, I love it. I think that's so perfect. So, yes, I would I would update your photos more often than not. Anytime you take a cute picture, show it to a few people, make sure they agree. Maybe an unbiased third party, maybe Maria or me and, uh, and update your pictures. So one unpopular opinion is I actually don't care for the best photo feature on Bumble. So it's, yeah, it's on Bumble and it's on Tinder. It's called smart photo on Tinder, where they basically just rearrange your picture based on what they think is the best. I don't know what their algorithm is, but the pictures they choose for first are weird to me. And when we're working with clients, I'm in particular very strategic about the order of the pictures. I always do nice, clear headshot, full body, you doing something interesting. And then the other two. And so I always tell people to toggle off best photo because that way it's not going to mess with it. Right. Right. I a hundred percent agree with you. A hundred percent agree with you. Um, and then how about, um, what do you think is a prompt that is, underrated that everyone should consider using this month? That's a good question. I don't know if it's underrated or not, but I've always liked my simple pleasures on Hinge Mm. because you only have 150 characters and a prompt like that or uh, similar I geek out on, which is just a cuter way to say my simple pleasures because you have such little space that anything where you can put a list of things. Yeah works really well. So like Maria, if you and I were to do our simple pleasures, like I'll start like cro- doing the crossword puzzle. That's a simple pleasure. Like, yeah. Why don't let's do, let's do that one, one and one and one and one. Yeah, exactly. Cause Perfect. then we'll give people ideas. So, yeah. okay, let's go. Let's go. Simple okay, pleasures, your turn. Erica and Maria. Okay. So what did you say? Uh, doing crossword puzzles. Um, listening to people who scammed on uh, podcasts, like scam fluencers. <laughs> um, Hummus and pita chips at night. At night? Yeah. Um, I like a snack of hummus and pita chips. Um, pizza flavored popcorn. Ooh, yum. Dude, it's so good. That sounds even- so, good. so good. Um, good. Let's see. Oh, um, big ice cubes. I like those really big ice cubes. You know, That's like the- a- you're obnoxious. <laughs> you're obnoxious. Thank you. No, no, no. I was kidding. <laughs> Um, I like that you said that. Pleasure. Do, you, do you drink like whiskey or anything like that? You just happen to have them with like a Coke. I'll have them with whatever I want. It makes me feel fancy. <laughs> Even if I'm drinking a glass of water, I feel so fancy when I put a big cube of like the big one in yeah. my cup. I, I just feel like 
They're like a, a queen. I love that. Um, okay, let me see what else. Um, <laughs> Stanley Tucci. I, I know you love him. Um, let's see. Dad jokes. Uh, that's a good one. Um, one do, more when, for you, you. when you put that in there, when people put that in there, do you think people respond to them with a dad joke? Um, often not. But if someone says dad jokes in their profile, I always recommend asking for one. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. What should a good, simple pleasure be here? That includes my kids. Uh, Legos with my kids. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what you like to do with your kids. I will say for a, a young guy once who had two young daughters, I said tea parties with my daughters Ooh, and that, that killed. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay. That's good. Uh, so in this case, it's like makeup with my son. Sure. I love, <laughs> I love that. Or tap dancing with your, or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, so hopefully that, that gave yeah. people some ideas. So think to yourself, I always like to think like, what do you do in bed before you go to sleep after what Maria is going to say? Um, excuse me. Uh, I'm a morning person, Erica. Oh, my mistake. Or like, what's your favorite thing to reach for in the fridge? Or like, what do you watch every day? Or what's your favorite thing to do on the weekend? Where's your happy place? That kind of helps with thinking about your simple pleasures. This is so good. This is like, it's like chef's kiss. Um, all right, let's take our last question for this, the first hotline of the year. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can we help you? Maria, I am wondering, how do I know this is a, like, I need to figure it out, but um, how do I know if I want a hope phase or if I'm ready for a relationship? Why can't you do both? <laughs> I get this question a lot. Like, can I do a hoe phase while I'm looking for a relationship? I get that question a lot uh, every week during Ask a Matchmaker. And I will tell you that you can do both. Um, you just have to be very specific with who you can hoe phase with and who you can have a relationship with. And what I mean by that is that you cannot do a hoe phase with uh, friends with benefits because now you have this relationship with someone and it's really hard to date while you are consistently seeing someone else in that way. That's, that's my opinion here. I'm happy for people to disagree with me. That's totally fine. That um, makes sense. Right. Okay. But when I talk about hoe phase, which uh, if you are uh, a new listener, that is a mindset. I'm not, this is not, we're not shaming anyone. All right. Um, but it is a mindset of going on dates with people without, and, and possibly having sexual relationships with them, sexual relations with them without the idea that like, this has to become a boyfriend relationship. It's just the way to learn more about yourself and practice dating and, you know, being true to yourself and having fun. It's again, not the purpose to this person could be a boyfriend. This person could be a husband, uh, or a wife. Um, so, uh, so yes, I, I, to go back to, you know, can you do both? I think you can do both. Um, you just have to really corner in as to why this person is not going to go the distance. And you don't know sometimes, like sometimes you've been going on dates and you don't realize like, oh, this is going to be a whole phase until you're like, you know, a drink and you're like, oh yeah, you're a piece of shit, but, uh, I would totally have <laughs> sex with you. Let's hope phase. Uh, but then again, you can't become a friends with benefits. It's like one and done. We had fun on our date. We're enjoying ourselves onto the next sort of thing. Um, so now to go back to your question, when do you know if you're ready? Um, 
you tell me now. I just gave you an answer. What do you think? Okay, I think I can do both. That'll be really that's really helpful. But it does help to know that friends with benefits doesn't work well for ho phase. Um, so distracting because I've yet to meet someone who's like I've noticed. I don't know, Erica. You have to tell me, but I feel like friends with benefits. There's always one person who wish it wasn't something more. That sounds right. I have nothing to add to your answer. I think it's a really good answer. Like if if you're enjoying yourself and it's not getting in the way of whatever you ultimately want then keep enjoying yourself. Okay. Um, I remember I ho-faced with someone right before I met my husband. And um, at least, I mean, I don't, I don't tell, I didn't tell him like, oh yeah, you're a ho-faced. Like I was just like, <laughs> you know, just being slutty. And, um, you know, he didn't, we saw each other like two days before I met George. And then um, <laughs> uh, I went out with George. We had a few dates. And then a week later he calls me to go out again. And I was like, who are you? I mean, I didn't say that. I was just like, oh yeah, I'm not interested anymore. Like we're, we're good. Like, and he's like, why not? I'm like, cause you, and then I was like, you waited a week. Like, I'm not, I'm good. Like I, I you know, I didn't tell him about George cause it's none of his business. I was just like, in my mind, I was like, we already slept with each other. Like, I don't know. Erica, you're going to tell me something here. Cause this is how I approach dating when I was you ever had, or else you would have been. A- if I liked a guy, there was just no way we were having sex on the first date. Agree. Yes. Right. If I am having sex on the first date, that means I don't really like you. I agree. You don't see potential with this person. So yeah. who cares? Right. Right. And so every time someone says to me stuff like, oh, um, you know, I'm now I'm really generalizing. So I apologize to anyone who gets offended about what I'm about to say. But like sometimes people say like, you know, um, I am dating someone that had sex with on the first date. And I was like, did you like them when you had sex with them? Or did they happen to like grow on you later on? Like, cause that can happen too. Like you can, there's plenty of people where I was like, I think I hate you. And then you're like, oh, you're actually not so bad. I, I think I respect you. We're okay. So it's like some people win the lottery. You won the lottery. Congratulations. Well said. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a gentleman uh, that there are, there's a gentleman in that is listening live uh, in this week's hotline, and he just commented, this is interesting to hear. Never knew that women wait to have sex with guys they like. <laughs> we want you to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I think most men on first dates would love to have sex, but they also think they respect if you don't go there and set your boundaries. And so some people do. Some people do. Correct. Yeah. Some people, uh, you can tell them the boundary and they'll still push. push well, that's push, a push, problem. Push. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, one last thing, Erica, before I let you go. Okay. So there's I'm having people, so much fun. <laughs> I have a gazillion questions. We can go on forever, but, uh, some people might be dating right now and dating. They might've just, you know, fresh, I actually have two questions for you. Okay. So first question, someone right now might be brushing up their online dating profile and they're talking to someone and that person has now commented, uh, on their body or said something you know, like a little sexual innuendo, minor, minor. I'm not talking like, here's a dick pic or like, what's an example. Like you look hot in that yellow dress. Yeah. Like nice curves. Yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those examples. And what's the question? Um, how should, what does that mean? It means they're looking at you sexually. And I personally wouldn't, uh, engage with that. So that's not someone I would necessarily recommend going out with because you already know their focus. And it's, and I'm sharing this for everyone 
listening, you're allowed to not like that. Like I get questions too all the time. Like he said this, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Same with like pet names. Like, Hey, beautiful. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, sexy. Hey, cutie. Um, no, for most women, it's a no. And so you can say, I mean, you can decide at that point to cut it off or you can say, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. Or you can ignore it, which I would not do that. That's the last resort. I know most people will just kind of like grin and bear it. And but it's not going to stop because, again, like we were talking about earlier, if you accept something, the other person assumes you love it. I would either uh, not go out with this person or try to correct the behavior and move on from there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my next question for you is what online dating. Okay. I should say this episode has a sponsor. Ooh. And uh, it's first rounds on me. Um, so are there any other apps that you would recommend uh, someone join if they don't download first rounds on me or first rounds on me is not available in their city because it's not available across the country yet? The two most popular apps right now are Hinge and Bumble. Okay. That's probably not a surprise for most people. Uh, and so I would say doing two is a good number of apps to do. I think sometimes I'll see people's phones and they have like eight apps on there and they open it up oh. and they're overwhelmed and then they shut it down. I'd rather right. you do one or two really well and proactively than a bunch of them. And so, yeah, I would say Hinge and Bumble, Coffee Meets Bagel is also good. And look, Match.com has been out since 1995 and it's still it's still doing well. So if you want something that you have to pay for where you know people have some skin in the game, it wouldn't be a bad idea to check that out too. It right. honestly really doesn't matter what site you use as long as you put your best foot forward and you're proactive about it. See, I like Match and Tinder because they give you that um, that bio about section is like really open. So you could be a lot more creative. That's true. Maybe it's because I'm extrovert and I'm like, oh yes, I want to play with this. I don't want to. Listen, I think Bumble and Hinge are great. I think Match is great. Um, I think Coffee Meets Bagel is great. Uh, I'd be very curious to see, you know, what comes out of first rounds on me um, and any other new apps that are coming out this 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 year. Um, oh, I will and, say um, no. the league has live events. And so on the league, you apply, they accept you, and then you get three matches a day. Um, I would not subscribe to the league. It's I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything about the league, but it's extremely overpriced and I wouldn't pay for it. However, I would look in the events tab if you do join, because I think that'll be your best bet on there, because even though you only get three matches a day, maybe there's an event in your city where, you know, everyone is single and they pull from LinkedIn on the league. So everyone probably mm -hmm. has a job. See, everything you just said about the league, I would totally join the league. Okay. Like three matches a day. That's it's exactly so what I need. I don't want more than that. It's 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 easy. And again, it pulls from uh, LinkedIn. So you can see where someone works, where they went to school. It gives you a little a little information. There's a teeny tiny box. It used to be 140 characters. I think it's now 190 where you can yeah. write a little profile. And uh, it's it's easy. But the events are the way to go. And as someone just reminded us, Match also does have in real life events. That's awesome. Uh, I would also say, um, of course, if you don't want to do any of this, <laughs> you should know that Erica and I offer this program called the dating refresh. And that is where not only do we give you a photo shoot, 
but we also completely take over your online dating profile for three months. So someone else is messaging, someone mm-hmm. else is swiping, someone, and you're just going on the dates, no dating fatigue. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you can learn more about that link in the show notes. Uh, I also want to congratulate two of my followers. Uh, I'm not going to say their names right now, but um, I posted about this a couple of weeks ago. So for anyone that's currently live on the hotline, you should know that someone about a year ago was on the hotline asking a question and he asked a question about his height and how he feels like, oh, you know, I'm a liberal in Austin and I think women are not into me because of my height. And, and look, he, what he said is completely valid, right? The people put, use those height restrictions uh, and it sucks. And I had this idea, why don't you post a photo of yourself in your stories and include um, information about you? Like tell me a little bit about your hobbies, your comfort show, talk about your politics, if that's important to you, you know, like put down how you vote. I don't need to know the whole range of everything. Um, your city where, you know, how old you are, your height, put, give me a snapshot of who you are and I will tag me and I will share it on my stories. And you know what? He did it. He did it like literally 10 minutes after we got off the zoom. And I think like a few women responded to him because they, you know, I said, don't contact me here is his, here is his Instagram slide into his DMS and talk to him directly. And he started dating one of those women. And on December 16th, he proposed on their anniversary and they are now engaged and I am so proud of them. And I also want to add that I think that my Instagram is also a really great online dating site because I think it tells women the kind of men that follow me, what they're about. I feel like a certain kind of person follows me on Instagram. And so if you are a guy listening who wants to take advantage of what one of our listeners did, by all means, please post your photo, add that information, tag me so I can share and let some women sign to your DMs. Who knows? Maybe next year I'll be talking about you, uh, at, uh, at the, you know, at the next hotline. I love, I love when that happened. I thought that was incredible. That's amazing. That's and you know amazing. who I'm talking about, right? I do know who you're talking okay. about. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I remember- That's incredible. Uh, I didn't realize that they were dating. I was like, oh, I'm talking to someone, whatever. And then like a few months later, I think it was like in June, he posted on his feed a photo of them at a Greek festival and they tagged me. Like they weren't Greek, but they were like, you know, eating a gyro and like- you know, cheers to Maria, whatever. And I was like, wait, what's happening? Oh, you guys are dating. And he, yeah. I love that so much. I love that. So yes. So that, so there you have that. And of course you can always schedule, if you don't know what to do, but you want to work with Erica or myself or any part of the Agape team, click that link and schedule a dating strategy call. Um, I'll be honest with you. It is $25 because, uh, when we, it was free, everyone would sign up just to ask the question face. And it's like, well, just go on the website. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so we had to limit it by having a $25 fee, but if you want to have a phone call and learn more information and just like, it is a dating strategy plan. So we do talk about what strategy we should do going forward, hit that link, schedule a call with a member of our team, and let's make this year different than last year. I love that. I just want to make it different. I don't know if you're going to be successful, but I definitely want to make it different. So anyway, Erica, thank you again for coming on the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm sure I'm going to have you you on again in a few more weeks. I love when you have me. Thank you so much. I love having you on and welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. Thank you. Um, 
And everyone, thank you for joining me on the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline episode. If you'd like to be a part of an upcoming hotline episode, I will be posting, I think this year, I'm going to be posting the dates and times of hotlines in advance on the Ask a Matchmaker Instagram. So take a look on over there. I will have, um, I will have dates and times and links so that you can save it on your calendar. So you can come to the next Ask a Matchmaker. Uh, or of course, you can always follow me on Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. Um, and while you're at it, while you're on the following spree, follow Erica and at a little nudge. I'll include that link in the show notes too. She's really, it's her Instagram is really funny too. She includes like screenshots. It's hilarious. Um, thank you. And, uh, and that, you know, that's it. I wish that 2023 is an incredible year. I know this is coming out like January 10th. And now that I said that I, I do wish a happy Harry's audible is out today day to anyone who celebrates. We'll have to discuss that another time. Cause follow-up episode thing. Yeah. You and I, we can like, talk off. Like this, I, I cannot, I mean, you know what? We need to have a follow. We need, you know, what it is. Um, we got to talk. I'm going to listen to the spare. What the moment it comes out. Like, I just know, I, you know what I have to do. I have to take that whole day off from work. That's what I got to do. And I'm going to listen to it. And then I don't know if you want to hop on a zoom and talk about it, make it a bonus episode by all means, we could do that by Friday, have a little live show. We can talk about it. I don't know we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Erica, we'll, we'll figure it out. Cause I am like obsessed with this couple. I love them. No, I love them. Um, and I, it's not that I, because I love them. I hate someone else. It's not zero sum. You can like multiple people. I just really like them as a couple. I'm not sure how I feel, <laughs> but I'm going to ponder for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Anyway, so I got to end this episode. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Be lovable. More importantly, be likable. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>